Uh, hello, amazing Fruit Loops. Welcome to the Queerios. It's our first episode in the podcast where we strive to educate about LGBTQ plus issues and common things in the community. I'm Pax. And I'm Kate. And uh, today we're going to be talking about pronouns. And it's very simple, very basic, but it's important that people know about pronouns and why they're important and to respect people's pronouns because transgender people especially they usually end up changing their pronouns that were assigned to them at birth Uh, and it is very important that people understand and respect this because it can make uh, transgender people feel unheard and unwelcome and uh, can also give them dysphoria if they're not being respected. Pronouns? I don't know. I think pronouns in general are really complicated. Um, there's not really any set rules for pronouns other than to respect other people's pronouns and call them like what they want to be called. Uh, <sighs> Especially with like figuring out your own pronouns or it's like, it's a really big journey. Um, I personally like went through so many different pronoun things. Um, when I first figured out that, you know, I wasn't cis, um, and cis is like cisgendered, which mean you identify as your assigned gender at birth. Um, so I personally have kind of figured out the label of being non-binary, but like before I knew that I was non-binary. I kind of went through a lot of pronouns. I kind, I kind of also went through that phase. I identified as a trans guy for a while, and it just didn't feel right. And I just want to make it clear, pronouns do not equal gender. There are a lot of people who identify as non-binary, or it's usually among the transgender community where people identify as either non-binary or transmasculine or transfeminine who don't use, like, she, her pronouns if they're transfeminine, he, him if they're transmask, and they, them if they're non-binary. A lot of people can use binary pronouns, even if they're non-binary, or other pronouns, including neo-pronouns, even if they, they identify as a gender that's on the gender binary. So pronouns do not equal gender, which is very important. But, I feel like uh, people have been recently realizing that pronouns are just, they're literally just words that can make oh, yeah. comfortable. Like, your gender is your gender, and people decided to assign words to your gender, or yeah. to specific genders. And people are just coming to terms with the fact that these very specific words don't have association to a gender. They just feel whatever feels comfortable. So I I identify like specifically as gender fond, where I'm like gender fluid, but only on the masculine side of the spectrum and gender neutral side. Um, I don't feel comfortable with she, her, but I also don't feel comfortable with he, him. So even though sometimes I do feel like I'm identifying fully as a guy or as a trans, as a trans guy, I don't feel comfortable using he, him pronouns. And that's kind of what made me realize, oh, I should maybe look into this more because am I invalid for not wanting to use he, him pronouns sometimes? Oh, yeah. So I think it is important to know that your pronouns are just whatever makes you feel comfortable. It doesn't have anything to do with your gender. Yeah, and even with gender, like, I think gender fluctuates a lot. Gender um, is really complicated because there's no one right way to do it, like, to have a gender. And there's no one right way to use pronouns and identify. And I think that's the really cool thing about neo-pronouns is that neo-pronouns are kind of just whatever you want them to be. And they're really up for interpretation, which makes them so cool you know yeah uh, neo pronouns are um just they're, they're pronouns but they can be 
literally anything. They're often yeah. nouns, sounds, or like feelings, or sometimes over the internet on like social media and stuff, people use emojis. Um, people who often use neo pronouns are uh, either neurodivergent or it's connected to culture because um, a lot of people who use neo pronouns for those reasons is because their gender f feels connected to like not just them, like it feels connected to them, but also. Like for for me, my gender, it feels connected to me, but also feels connected to so many other parts of me. And if you've ever heard someone say like, oh, that's so gender, and they're referring to like a feeling or like a scene, then that's that's usually, um, so that, that can give people a sense of, gen of gender euphoria. Um, and that's often where neo-pronouns come from, is that feeling of, oh, this, like, feeling or object or like scene or something about me or my culture um is like connected to my gender and that's that's often where neopronouns like derive from and there's there's a lot of different kinds of neopronouns it's basically just like whatever the person wants which adds kind of their own level of creativity and like really personalizes their gender which i think is like it's so cool in it's my really personal cool. opinion i didn't um, discover new pronouns till like a couple years after i realized that i was trans and it mm -hmm. kind of just opened up like a new side of gender because for me it was always like there's boy and girl and then i was like oh i am boy and then it was like there's boy non-binary and girl and i was like oh i'm non-binary yeah. and then it opened up like there's tons of genders and tons of way to express your gender and like there's tons of ways to feel you as your gender and I, I like when I discovered that there were neo pronouns and I started testing some out and feeling comfortable with some uh it really kind of just opened up like a new world for me and some people um I believe are very set on there being like two genders or three genders with like non-binary woman man even though non-binary isn't one set gender literally non-binary just means anything that isn't a man binary. or a woman yeah it is an umbrella term that often that a lot of non-binary people use because unfortunately um a lot of people just don't know a lot of the sub labels which is fair there's a lot of them so a lot of non-binary people just say that they're non-binary like i do um so many people do uh but yeah, all that means is just not on the binary. It is an umbrella term that covers tons of gender identities. Yeah, it's like, it's such a wide spectrum. And some people are so set on there being only like those three genders or only two genders. But the true thing is like, people can identify as anything that they want to. It doesn't harm anybody. Some people are like, oh, but it makes the LGBTQ community look bad. But there's no point in it. Because the LGBTQ community is a place that's welcoming to like everybody and it's a place that's supposed to be open to any everybody and it's not supposed to appeal to straight people and appeal to anybody who's not queer so there's no reason to not try and make yourself feel as comfortable with labels as you can and some people don't even like labels which is perfectly fine as well like it's super cool whether you go unlabeled with like anything or whether you like to get super super specific with labels it's really really cool either way <laughs> with pronouns i think just the best thing to do is uh, like if you mess up somebody's pronouns the best thing to do is 
like actually apologize after getting it wrong. You don't exactly yeah. have to stop the conversation. Depends on person to person, really. But it, um, yeah, it does depend. Some you should ask just... on the person's preferences. <laughs> That's like the yeah. best thing to do. Um, some, some quick things of like what to do and what not to do. Just an example of what not to do would be like, oh my god, I'm so so sorry. I'll never mess up again, because you don't really like unless the person's very very offended by it. You don't really want to over exaggerate it. Yeah, it's really if it's an honest mistake, most people won't care that much. Like it will not. It like it won't feel good, but they know it's that it's an honest mistake. And often when you're changing, when people are changing pronouns and names it can be very hard to adjust for people who have called you by the name and pronoun for a long time just a bit of like a story when I came out um I came out maybe in September um and it's like June not June (laughs) July now so I came out like September as um non-binary and started using they them pronouns in my friend group and um it was really really difficult for me because I um, almost immediately, once I realized that I wasn't a girl, I almost immediately like hate, started hating how I looked and I wanted to cut off all my hair. I wanted to immediately start presenting masculine. I wanted to do anything I could to present androgynous, you know? Um, <laughs> and it was really hard for me because, I mean, I typically have a bit of a feminine face and a bit of a feminine build, and I'm also shorter. So, <laughs> you know, I don't sure look them. Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm not the most. Fe- I'm not the most masculine or androgynous looking person, um, and this was apparent for me. And it became a lot worse when my friend group took months to, you know, get used to it. Um, yeah. Most of the people in my friend group were queer, which made it even harder for me because the fact that they weren't understanding how badly I needed them to use my pronouns hurt a lot, I guess. And um, my personal experience is that my friends, um, every time they misgendered me, they either denied it or got really upset or say like, oh shit, and then fix it instead of using an actual apology, which, you know, it was a really shitty experience. So um, I think it's good to accept that it's a hard thing and like you can be upset about it especially if it happens often because a lot of the times I feel like hearing oh you should just be you should just understand the person who's misgendering you a lot um it can be really hard I definitely agree with you like when people are just getting used to like if you tell them oh yeah like if you if you tell your friends and family like oh use like he him pronouns and you've been using she her pronouns all of your life and they're like messing up like a day or even a week after and uh you're getting like really mad um especially if you're like getting mad at them i think it's it's very valid for you to get mad um but i think you do need to take a second to like think and be like oh maybe if they were in the opposite position i would probably have a trickier time for the first few times but i think if it's if you're with them a lot and you're it's been more than like a week since you told them (laughs) then you have all the right to like get mad at them in their face and And there's like like, (laughs) totally just especially in your in your situation especially since they were getting i think it's I'm just gonna get really mad for a second. No, I think yeah, it's fine. so dumb that they were saying that they were like getting mad 
when they misgendered you or they were saying that they weren't misgendering you. It's, oh, yeah. There's it's situations like that that just make the experience so much worse. I'm sorry you had to deal with that. Coming out in general with like pronouns is such a hard journey because it's like it's, it's really hard. It can be a long lasting thing too. Like it can go on for a while. And I feel like a big part of it is not forgetting your own gender identity because for a little bit, I kind of just threw my gender out of the window and like let people call me by she, her pronouns and kind of even viewed myself as a woman, even though I truly felt like non-binary. And, you know, it's hard to stand your ground with your gender and it's hard to stand your ground with your pronouns and i feel like the worst thing is like feeling like people could do so much better when they aren't so yeah i feel like journal this is something my therapist recommended me <laughs> um but <Be> support <laughs> writing down what makes you super super pissed on like a paper and then like destroying the paper yes. is supposed to be really therapeutic like burning it throwing it maybe not throwing it out the window and but like picking it up don't if you throw it guys. out the window don't let her but tear like, it up throwing it out the window tear it up into shreds flush it down the toilet literally like eat it don't eat it that's a bit unsafe don't eat it guys use, like, please maybe, don't eat paper maybe use like edible icing and like put it on a cake and like destroy the cake like yeah. <laughs> do whatever but like destroy that idea it's super therapeutic <laughs> i could imagine <laughs> yeah I should start doing that more often. Oh my that god. That sounds very useful. Thank you. Of course. Um, yeah. So just uh, as a, just a wrap up, um, respect people's pronouns. Respect yeah. people in general. Just, uh, just a thing. Respect people in general. <laughs> but uh, there are all different kinds of pronouns and different kinds of names and different reasons why people have different pronouns. And things change. People's pronouns might change. You just have to literally just try your best to accept it and well you have to accept it but like yeah try, try your best to like get on top of it as fast as possible because for some people they don't care some people it can be very effective like not effective it can be very hard on the person if they're being misgendered constantly like yeah like kate said and i have had similar experiences where it's very hard on me when i'm misgendered or yeah um, so please just be a good person. Um, and on to our news section. <laughs> Yay. Uh, this is not a very nice news thing, which is not surprising, I guess. But we're trying to keep things positive in here. I'm very upset to say that there's not much that goes on in the world of LGBTQ news. So sometimes <laughs> it has to be bad things. So Pride Month ended recently. And unfortunately, it is over. Um, but that means that all the companies who are benefiting off of our month have peeled their rainbow stickers off and are back to exploiting queer people and underrepresenting us. Uh, this is a prime example of some, of term you may have heard of, you may not have, called rainbow capitalism. Yeah. And if you're not familiar with it, uh, a basic definition is uh, targeted inclusion of the queer community, which has acquired sufficient purchasing power. So in other words, people are putting rainbows on everything during Pride Month. You may see like companies change their logos to have rainbows. They usually put out like a, a Pride section. If you've ever been to Target during Pride Month, they have oh, a whole yeah. section full of Pride clothes that are semi-okay. Um, and like some of it's not even fashionable. It's like rainbow overalls. But then there, okay, but then there's some of them that are like some really of it cool. is good. I'm a bit um, of like a 
I I do love rainbow stuff. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I, I like this. I like the subtle, like the subtle. subtle like, oh yeah, it's great. Like I I don't like like the like Target this year put out some like rainbow suits. Those were a bit much. Ooh. <laughs> Like yeah. the subtle things, like yeah. it's like pride on it. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> um, so yeah, they're putting rainbows on everything, and it creates like a false sense of allyship. A lot of these companies, unfortunately, are not actually allies, and they don't do much outside of Pride Month to support us, or they don't even do anything during Pride Month to support us. They just slap a rainbow on them. Um, and they pretend that they are accepting and supportive of the queer community when often they're not. Uh, I think there are a few companies who actually have donated to, like, the Trevor Project during Pride Month, or have actually tried to do good, but it still doesn't extend past that. Um, and I think that this is, um, this is very, uh, not good for, yeah. <laughs> for better terms. Just in general, there is a lot of underrepresentation of the queer community. Um, I think with a lot of queer representation, it falls under a few categories. It's either like terribly stereotypical representation, or like the coming out scenes, or like the the like homophobic or transphobic scenes are all like oh, just yeah. ASPCA commercials. It's um, so like sappy and gross. Like you can't just be like. Oh yeah, uh, my pronouns are he him, and everyone's like, oh, okay, whatever, and you just don't really talk about it more. You don't have to even say out loud that they're trans or whatever. Yeah, like you can and just, it's like, or or you can just like have like two. You can just have like a main character who just like walks up to their friend's house with her girlfriend. Yeah, it's, like, exactly. It, it, I think that queer representation just it's not seen as something that's normal like if you do it if you if you add a queer character into your show you're like being progressive but i feel like it's just it it's like it, it's nice to see but it's also just it's it's not in that it's not way great. it's not being shown as being normal when it, it should be normal it should yeah. be normalized i was wa- i forget what show i was watching but i was watching one show and there was a trans guy and he was like it, it wasn't a big deal. He kind of, like, I loved how they did it. it. He just, one day he um, came up to his friend group and was like, hey, can you guys, like, start calling me Theo now? And, like, use he and pronouns. And the friend group was like, yeah, sure, whatever. Sounds good. Like, they weren't all, like, like the the, the, main, uh, the, the trans guy wasn't like, I haven't felt like myself in 27 years. <laughs> and um, everyone is like, I can't respect you. <gasps> yeah, and it's like, Queer people, even in daily life, like feel who like face enough homophobia, transphobia, every like they they get enough hate in and of itself. Um, like yeah. just going along their daily lives and having to see it in media all the time and constantly God. be reminded of like, oh, well, some people don't like queer people. It's not refreshing. Like, I want to be able to turn on my sh- like, t- turn on a show and see some good queer representation without the whole thing being about coming out and the whole thing being about, you know, I mean, don't, don't get homophobia. Me don't get me wrong. There are really good shows or movies that are oh, yeah. about that, and they do it very well. Like, there's a movie called Uncle Frank. It was an amazing movie. It was about uh, a gay man who lives... He Goodbye. lived in, like, South Carolina, I think, uh, mm-hmm. and had very, like conservative family they were not accepting at all and it was kind of just about his journey of like there like he had a i think it was a niece yeah that would make sense because he's an uncle 
but yeah. he had he had a niece who came to the college like to attend the college that he worked at and she found out that he was gay and she, she was she's a child she was accepting she didn't really think anything of it but it was kind of uh, his and um, his journey having to deal with his family like after his dad died it's not a spoiler it's like literally in the movie description it happens yeah. in the first 10 minutes but he has to deal with that and his family and like his his husband wants to come along and it it, it, it deals with like the struggles that you have to face in that kind of situation very well um and it wasn't it wasn't stereotypical it was very real which i appreciate a lot about that movie oh yeah um, and it was it was just done very well but there are times when you don't do it well and it's like i i think it's it's more about if you take something with a lot of characters in it and you take one queer character and make their whole identity identity around their queerness or their experience with queerness when like there's a bunch of characters they're a character in a movie or in a show and they have like relationships with other people they have interactions with other people why does their whole being have to do with their queerness oh yeah i mean the thing that i meant with like what i said i um i think there are definitely some really good films dedicated to you know the hate that queer people face but just seeing it you know like seeing it in more casual tv shows it's exhausting and it's, it's, tiring. it's the only thing yeah it's like it's not the only representation that you want to have is just coming out and facing hate like we want to see other stuff we want to see like daily life stuff you know um mm-hmm. and there's this one show that i watched invincible it was quite popular it was on um amazon there is this one queer character in it who you know he acts kind of like stereotypically gay like he's a bit he well, I guess the only thing is he has a higher voice and he's queer. And, you know, he mentions it in the show. He's like, um, he's the, he's kind of like the, um, he's the main character's best friend and the main character is a man. Oh no, so, is he the gay you know, best friend? He actually, well, that is his role, but it's not like, it's actually like surprisingly good representation. Like I've never oh, seen, good. yeah, like um, I've actually, I don't think I've seen such great queer representation in a show that's not like for queer people like it was actually amazing he had you know a personality beyond being gay he does you know explicitly mention his queerness but he's not like he's not like one of those super dramatically gay people as like mm-hmm. like super dramatically gay in like the stereotype with like oh gay men are dramatic and feminine and whatever like he dressed pretty masculine. He was super, he was into comics, um, and he was just he was like a really well written character. His only personality trait wasn't being queer, which it was a cool. it was a shocker to me. Like I was really surprised, and it was amazing seeing a queer character who had emotions beyond being like ooh the sassy queer man. So it's like his only emotion wasn't being sassy. Like he actually he had like genuine fear and like genuine happiness and genuine tears in it. Like everything was real. And it wasn't just like sassy queer white man who's gay and acts feminine. Like not that stereotype. It was yeah. it was amazing. Appreciate the not stereotypes. Um, yeah. I appreciate good representation. And so, queer capitalism needs to <laughs> just go away. Yeah, it um, sucks ass. 
that's all we should like cover for today. We'll do we'll do more episodes on um like uh representation in the media, queer mm-hmm. coding, queer baiting, all those things. So I think we should just put a pause on it for now. Yeah. Um and we can go on to our story. Um it's story time. So we have an anonymous story submission. Also I just like to say I don't know how many people are gonna be listening. But if you're listening and you have a story, it can be anything. It can be good. It can be bad. Well, it has to relate to, like, queer things. Yeah. <laughs> but it can be good. It can be bad. It can be short. It can be long. Not too long, please. Um, <laughs> it could be something stupid. Like, I went to the store. Or not, not stupid, but just, like, something kind of silly. Like, I went to the store, and there was a bisexual stereotype in there. And we made eye contact, and we had a moment. Where we both realized that we're both bisexual. You know, things like that. <laughs> those are fun. You can send those in. You can send super, like, in-depth, not too long, please. We only have a little little amount of time. Uh, you can send those kind of stories that are, like, about your life. So please, send send stories. We love you. We love stories. Um, we like reading them. So uh, here is a anonymous story submission. And I'm going to read it from the perspective of the person who sent it. So, yeah, so this is not my story. This is someone else's story. Just not get that confused. Anyway, (laughs) here we go. Hi, I'm gay and non-binary, and this is the short story. I thought I was bi for a long time. Ever since I had a good enough brain to process things, I was always somewhat attracted to women, but I wasn't fully aware of it. And for a while, I thought I was... For a while, I thought it was normal, but then all the girls around me would always talk about boys, so eventually I got the memo... Um, that boys were who I was supposed to like and not girls. And shortly after, I found out that gay people and lesbians existed, but I thought it wasn't me. And I was around 10 or so, uh, or past 10 years old at this point, and I didn't question my attraction to boys. And for a while, I even thought it was I was in the ace spectrum because everyone around me was having crushes and partners. I didn't have anything. And I found out that bi people existed and that I might be bi. But I put the back I put it in the back burner for a long time because I'm Catholic and I was thinking there's no way I'm bi because I'm a good Catholic kid, and yeah I know it's it's pretty messed up. And when I turned 13, the idea of me being bi stepped out of the back burner, and I really started to think about it again. I finally accepted it the same year, but I didn't come out to anyone until I turned 16. At the same year, I started consuming more LGBTQ plus content, and I found out that I'm am non-binary. And finally, a couple months after I found out that I'm non-binary, I started questioning my attraction to men. With the help of online and my own reflecting, I found out that I'm actually gay. And I found out that though I'm aesthetically attracted to men, I'm not romantically attracted to men. And I can never think of myself marrying or dating a man, even though I found them attractive. I would just like to say I can kind of relate to this in... Um, the feeling of I've had, I've always known I've been attracted to women, but I never really, like, when I was younger, I never was attracted to men in any kind of way, um, and I think it might be almost the opposite, where I'm definitely not aesthetically attracted to men, I don't like the, I, I agree that I don't really like the idea of marrying or dating a man, but if I was romantically attracted to a man, then I wouldn't, like, not want to be in a relationship with them. So yeah, I kind of have that same struggle of like, am I attracted to men, or am I not? Um, so I kind of relate to that in a way. Well, I'm actually going through the exact same thing. <laughs> um, I've since I was maybe 
in fourth grade, I've been attracted to women or I've known that I was attracted to women. Um, Fun fact, I did have a girlfriend in kindergarten. I got married to my best friend in first grade. (laughs) I remember I came home to my mom and I was like, and girls marry girls. And she was like, sure. And I was like, I'm going to marry. I actually, I have a very vivid memory of having a conversation with my girlfriend. It was a hidden, like, thing. Um, We would kiss during class in, like, a little hidden area. I know. um, And I didn't realize that, like, being gay was a thing. Kindergarten drama. (laughs) I had a very vivid memory with her where I was like, we can get, we should get married when we're older. And I was like. I had that same thing with, like, like. And I was like, (laughs) and I was like, um, if I bet women can get married to women, there's no reason that we shouldn't be able to. And it's like, at the time, queer marriage wasn't actually legal. So it's really weird living back on it. It is really strange to think about. Like, queer marriage is definitely not legal at that point. Yeah. Um, Like, when you were in kindergarten, when I was in kindergarten or first grade. It was was a really weird thing. I didn't even, I remember I was in, um some part of the city and there was a sign that said it said gay on it it said something else on it but it was like a like one of those like banners mm-hmm. uh, it might have been for like a festival or something uh and i was like what does gay mean and my parents were like it means happy and colorful i was like oh so that's all i really thought of it mm-hmm. because i was like you're never too young i would say to know that like, if you're not too young to know that you're supposed to be dating boys as a girl, then you're not too young to be knowing that you can also date girls as a boy, as a, as a girl. Yeah. But I think I was a little too, like, I was a little too young. Like, it didn't really matter. They never really told me that I had to date anyone. Yeah. So, I, they, they weren't really enforcing that on me. So, I think what they did was good. But it never really, like, occurred to me, like, oh. Yeah, this is not what people normally do. People people don't normally have attraction to girls if they're girls. So that was yeah. I think elementary school, a lot of queer people have those stories. Yeah, definitely. I find it very interesting. It's funny. <laughs> but yeah, I think that your story is very uh, relevant for for a lot of queer people who are oh, yeah. exploring their sexuality. And I also just this. I'm not going to go in depth to this at all. I'm just going to say this very quickly. There have been there's been a lot of like. Whether some like some of it's true, some of it's not, just not really hate, but kind of hate towards men. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's not like legitimate hate. It's just like oh, yeah. I don't really like men, and it's very understandable. Like I don't necessarily feel comfortable around men the same way I feel comfortable around people who aren't men. Yeah. Um, like I have this like it, it it I don't actually mean it, but I'm like oh I don't like men except queer men and theater men, because because generally queer men and theater men understand a lot of what women and envies yeah are, like going through and dealing with because they're just more because they, they a lot like queer men and theater men they don't fall into the like standards of being cishet man oh yeah absolutely so. I feel comfortable around them, but I often don't feel comfortable around men in general. And I feel like a lot of queer people don't. And that can also lead to some confusion around attraction towards men. Like, um, and this is not going for, uh, like, um, a lot of queer people who aren't men have this issue sometimes. Yeah. Um, is they, they don't, they have a hard time figuring out their attraction towards men and this can also include trans men because they're stepping into like a society 
um, and like a community that they've never really been in before, and it mm-hmm. can often be harmful. Um, so I think that quickly saying this, figuring out romantic attraction towards men because there's so much like both true and false stigma around them. Mm-hmm. It it can just be tricky, and it is really it, tricky. it takes time to figure out because some uh, you can have romantic attraction to people you don't necessarily feel comfortable with because you can't really control your romantic attraction. You can control who you are in relationships with. Well, you you can't always, which is very unfortunate, but you can try your best to control that. So if you don't feel comfortable dating someone, um, please always stay safe. It's very important that you're staying safe. And if your safety is going to be at risk, please try and find a way to not be in the relationship and stay safe. But in in general, as a note, if you, you're romantically attracted to someone and you don't feel comfortable being in that relationship, just because you're like still exploring or and any reason really, just try and not like avoid it. Uh, and you can always not not all men are bad. All right. It's, it's it's a true and false stigma, okay? So just putting that out there, that's all I'm going to say about that, because it's very in-depth. We can talk about it more later. Uh, so we're almost done. We're just going to do a little fun finisher. Um, I was thinking we could talk about, like, undershirts. And, oh, yeah. Like, underwear on, like, your tops and stuff, because for a lot of uh, sign, like, female birth people, whether they're trans or not, have to wear these because of societal, like, norms and... You can have your, like, male nipple showing through, but you can't have your female nipples showing through. And well, it's dumb. <laughs> according, that's what, according to society. Oh, and I yeah. think it's dumb. Um, you know, I did see this TikTok recently where somebody oh. who was assigned female at birth um, is trans mask or a trans man and took his shirt off at a public pool. And, like, he hadn't been on tea or anything, but kind of just... Um, said like oh like he presented super masculinely so <laughs> do this as you wish do it safely be safe <laughs> basically Pecs are just a little thicker than yours yeah exactly like there's a lot of different excuses. very dumb that like females and women in the past have just been like it's, it's just misogyny like they oh, haven't yeah. been allowed to show their the, their tibbies in the same way that men can show their flatter ones. Oh, and yeah, it's absolutely like, it's, misogynistic. It's dumb. But as a transmasculine person, I will say that some days I feel very comfortable not wearing, like, something under my shirt because that can usually, like, disenhance my chest. Yeah. Um, but sometimes I feel very comfortable wearing something under my shirt because of the same reasons. Yeah. It depends on how I'm feeling. So I just wanted to talk about some different things I could rate them, scale 1 to 10. Kate can also rate. Um, <laughs> so I'll, I'll start with something that probably isn't, like, common at all. Um, so I was, I, I had both, I, I had, like, all my, all my sports bras were in the wash, right? And, like, it was way too hot to wear my binder. I was like, okay, what am I going to do? So I found this, like, my old lacrosse jersey, which is a little <laughs> too big. And I put it on, and I, like, tucked it into my shorts, and then my shirt, like, hung over, so you couldn't see it. Um, and I would give it a relatively low rating, because it kind of worked to, like, <laughs> keep my chest kind of hidden, but 
it was very sticky because of the material it was, and it was very hot, and I wouldn't recommend it. So, uh, I mean, it works if you want it to. I would want it if I would want. I would want to get like a cloth, an actual like cloth or cotton tank, like a cotton tank top, because that'd be much better. So, don't use your old lacrosse jerseys. All right, that's um, my piece of advice. Also, don't try and like bind yourself to unsafely. My biggest mistake ever was when I was super, super dysphoric at first in my body. Uh, I tried to bind with two really, really small sports bras stacked on top of each other. Oh, yes. <laughs> and they were like sports bras I'd been meaning to throw out because they were so small for me. It is super, first of all, it's super unsafe for you. And I did it for one day and it was terrible. Like it hurt super bad. It was not a fun experience. So make sure if you need to bind, look up proper ways to do it um yes. if you can't get access to a binder because it can there's cause also, long yeah sorry um there's also sites uh and programs where you can apply to get a free binder so i would suggest looking into those if you also want to but yeah please please bind safely don't if you have a binder don't wear it for more than eight hours don't sleep in it if it's getting too uncomfortable or you feel like your breathing is too restricted or you're having a lot of pain, take it off. Um, never use, like, duct tape or ace bandages. Ace bandages, little known fact, they can kill you. Because they can? They can. Because here, so, quick lesson for you guys. Um, they wouldn't kill you, like, right away, but over time. Yeah. Um, so ace bandages, how they're meant, is they're meant to, like, hold your stuff in place. So, like, if you sprain your ankle, they're meant to stabilize it and hold it in place. And they compress it. Right? So, uh -huh. when you breathe, you expand your chest, and that compresses. So, when you breathe, and you if you have ace bandages on, you breathe, and it expands, and you compress, and you compress a little less than the ace bandages are compressed, and they compress with you. So, each time you breathe, you're just compressing your chest more and more, and it like is very very harmful for your ribs. Oh wow! And can cause to e extremely bad things in your future. So please don't do that because it's really bad for you and yeah. you could die. And so let's <laughs> not use ace bandages. All right. Thank and you. And in friends. general, in general, binding unsafely can lead to damage that like yes. means that you won't be able to get a proper binder or means that you won't be able to get top surgery. So keep your body safe. So that later you can get the proper resources to, you know, get it mm -hmm. as also just keep your body safe. Like keep your body safe. It's very important. It's super important. Like beyond just binding. Yes, that's our safe safe binding tips of the day. Please bind safely. Um, I guess my next my next uh, thing could be my binder. I have a binder, so I know that like Underworks and like GC2B are like the popular brands. But I didn't really know about them when I went to go buy my binder. So when I got mm -hmm. it, I got one off of Amazon. And it it sounds like it would be bad, but it's actually working very well. It has clips. So have you ever seen the ones with clips? It's has oh, wow. clips on the side. And I like it a lot because it's easy to get on and off. It's also adjustable. Uh, so it's it, it might be a little small. I might even need a bigger one. But since I put it on the last clip, it's perfect. I just mm -hmm. can't make it any like tighter. Um, so... I like it a lot. I have read that people who have bigger chests, it doesn't work for as well. Because I, I think, I don't exactly know, but like from the reviews I've read, 
um, after, like two years after I bought it. Apparently it binds from like the side instead of the top like other ones do. So it's not as good for people with smaller chests. So I'd, I mean, for people with bigger chests. So I'd recommend if you have a smaller chest, look into it. Uh, I don't know the name of it, but um, probably just say like clipping binder or adjustable binder. And it'll like, it'll have like clips on the side. Um, and I like it. It works well. It uh, probably as uncomfortable as any other binder is. Um, it, it's not too bad. It's very wearable. Just like it, it is adjustable, so I would recommend getting a size up. Um, you can always return it if it's way too big and it doesn't do anything. But you can make it like the tightest it can go if it's too big and it'll just get tighter. All right. Uh <laughs> um, yeah, so I unfortunately have a bit of a bigger chest um, due to just genetics in general, and um, I'm a bit on the heavier side, which I enjoy personally, but <laughs> um, I binded with, what is it called, GC2B? I think, yeah, that's like the popular brand. Yeah, um, I bind, I've binded with that type. Um, and personally for me, it works pretty well. It worked super well for me at first and, you know, it's slowly going to, um, kind of get stretched out as you go on. Um, I don't know if that's for binders in general or for, um, people with bigger chests in general, but, um, I've sure, heard. It just out over time. Yeah. Sure, I, everything does it. Yeah, mine stretched out really quickly because I had a big, a bit of a bigger chest, um, which, I mean, not too quickly. It wasn't, it wasn't too bad, but um, it works actually really well, um, and it makes me look mostly flat. It does make me look like I have kind of like pecs, like. I mean, that's cool. That I mean, I I don't know about you, but for me, that that's <laughs> no, kind yeah. of that's very I, euphoric. It depends on person to person. I personally really, really like it. It makes me super excited. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, I can look strong and masculine. <laughs> exactly. I like looking strong. Um, yeah. I guess the last one, uh, would be like sports bras. I guess these can be. These are like my favorite and least favorite for uh reasons being that they're more comfortable than a binder. I can do more things with them in a binder. Well, they still compress my chest a little bit and they still provide something there from having dysphoria about people like seeing my chest, you know? So uh, I would recommend if you don't have um, it's like a supporting household or just like enough money to get a binder, get sports bras. I've heard, I don't, don't quote me on this, and don't try this if it's not safe. I, Kate, you might have something to say about it. But if you get two sports bras that aren't too small, Kate, <laughs> that aren't too small, that are regular size, not, like, for you, that fit you, yeah. you get to, and you put them on top of each other, it can work as a binder. There's also tricks you can do with sports bras and tank tops. Um, I don't know a lot about these, so please... If you're interested, you can look up binding methods using sports bras and tank tops and make sure that you do your research and find out if they're safe or not. Because if they're not safe, then please don't do them. Very important that you keep your body safe. I'd also just like to add one thing about binding um, in any way that is safe, of course. Um, 
you don't do things that are a lot like physically taxing a lot. Um, I I usually like. I always need to stay away from sports while doing this, or, like, exercise. But one thing I didn't know is if you're doing any kind of, like, singing or dancing or acting or if you're in a theater <laughs> camp, don't wear a binder. I tried this once. It didn't work very well. I had to, like... I I luckily knew that it might not work very well, so I brought a sports bra with me, and I was able to change. But I made it through a few hours and realized... I can't sing, dance, or act in this. It just doesn't work. So please, it's not only exercise. I mean, dancing is exercise. But it's not only, like, sports and exercise. You have to kind of think about, oh, what parts of my body do I use when I do these things? And maybe is it a good or bad idea to wear my binder while doing these things? So, yeah, just think. Be smart. Be safe. Have fun. Be euphoric. Try and and be happy. And my biggest piece of advice with binders is if you're wearing a binder after a really long day of school, always have a backup like sports bra, um, because sports bras are what what I consider the next best thing to a binder. Yeah. So what I always did is after school, I would immediately change into a sports bra and wear like a bigger t-shirt to hide my chest. Um, and it worked out really well for me because as soon as I got tired of my binder and it started to, you know, get sore and it had been eight hours, I could change really quickly. So, yeah. <laughs> awesome. Do you have anything else you want to say? Uh, that's pretty much it. All right. Well, thank you for listening, everybody. Um, this is very important. So just one quick uh, thing. Please share this podcast, and I'm going to link a response form. And I know that those are the most annoying thing ever. It'll take like 30 seconds to a minute. You don't even have to fill out all the questions. Just please fill out even just one question, and that will be everything I need. Um, it, obviously, if you want to fill out the whole form, please do. It'll be e- even more helpful. Um, this is for a project, and I, I need people's input after listening. To complete the project, otherwise, like I cannot do it without knowing that people have benefited from it, or at least listened to it, you know. Um, so, also, if you've recently come out to friends or family using a different pronoun set, or maybe you know people who need to understand it more, then those are good people you can share it with. Uh, yeah, that's another thing. Please share the podcast. It won't do anything if it's only being shared with people who already know these things. Um, so share it. Uh, it's always easier, I've always found it easier to have other people explain things than me explain things because it can avoid awkward situations. It can just do so much usefulness. Usefulness, yes. So if anything in here relates to anything that someone may need to learn about or understand, you can send them the podcast and maybe ask them to fill out the response form. <laughs> so thank you. I love you all. Um, we love you. Please stay yeah! safe. Um, Bye, guys. Bye.